Welcome to the Suburban Podcast. I wanted to start this out by saying condolences to Kim's family. She lost her grandfather last weekend. And our thoughts and prayers are with her. Um, I'm going to be doing this podcast mostly alone. Um, I also had some input from my friend Marquez and one of my best friends, Akeem Norwood, who will close out our segments with a segment of his own um, next week. We'll get back to our original program when we have our full family back together. So enjoy. Have you ever heard of Vernon Maxwell? No. Vernon Maxwell was a, like, in the 90s, he was, like, this big enforcer in the NBA. He was kind of like Ron Artest before Ron Artest. Was he getting drunk? No, like, he was just, like, acting crazy in the NBA. He was, like, one of those, like, Charles Oakley-type cats. Like, the ones that always just do some wild shit. And anytime something's popping off, then he's probably involved with it. But here's what the headline starts at. I think this might be right up your alley. Lady alleges ex-NBA uh, player Vernon Maxwell said his mixed kids are better than his black kids and cursed her out. <laughs> so let's go to this story. So... Tonight, like this is on IG, I think. So tonight I met ex NBA player Vernon Maxwell. I told him I knew of him, and he offered to coach my son a year ago. The conversation eventually got around to him explaining that he had four children with a black ex-wife and two children with a white ex-wife, and how he feels the mixed children are superior over the black children because they have white blood in them. Wow. You already know my position, but we're able to have a calm dialogue about it. His black girlfriend walked up and said, girl, we got some work to do with him, with this one. That's what the other lady said. We both laughed. She said, why is he hitting on you? He said, why the fuck would I hit on this out of shape, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> she and I both said, whoa. He continued on his rant. Even told the guy sitting next to me that I wasn't with, that he needs to control his bitch. His people tried to claim, tried to calm him down, jumped up and surrounded me. But I got a few more, you a nasty bitch and fuck you ho, before they walked him out. I saw him try to catch up to his girl, but she had got in the car and drove off. This was completely unacceptable, and I'm posting just to put him on blast. There's two sides to every story. This is mine. Those who know me well know that this will be a candle lit in his honor. First off, just to go back, she spells son, S-U-N. <laughs> so I'm just going to uh, put this out there. that This is all reckless speculation. And anybody that spells son, S-U-N, when we're not talking about the giant star in the sky, we have to hold with a... Uh, can't really take their word for it. 
I don't take a word. Mm. What? Here's what I think happened. She tried to hit on him. She got turned down. Now she's trying to slur his name. Mm. So you think all black women do this, huh? Now you're putting words in my mouth. I just said that one. <laughs> <laughs> See, look at man. I didn't mean anything by that, but. What? Hey, I got to hear his side of the story. What do you think his side of the story is? That she hit on him and he turned it down. So now she mad. Why do you assume that that's what happened, my brother? Hey, man. I don't know. They just guesses, man. What are these guesses based on? My thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) My experiences. (laughs) Marquez, are you a member of the Faithful Black Men of America? Who? It's an organization that says that black men do not cheat. That those are habits of other men, not the brother man. Bro, I never cheat. Do you think as a whole black men don't cheat? No, I think what? No, I'm just I'm just trolling. It's all <laughs> Twitter shit. Uh <laughs> but uh I don't believe it either. But that shit is so fucking wild because you do hear mad like people say very anti black statements. Yeah. Without realizing how just anti black they are. Yeah. And he'd be like, whoa, you really feel that way. Like, we'd be trolling, saying mm-hmm. shit, and then it's really cats. Like, I remember one time we were uh, associating with a guy at work. We're just going <laughs> to leave it like that. I don't ever say what I do. So we were helping a guy out at work. And he was he had ran into Collins, and he's like, light-skinned girls just always mean. They just mean to everybody. I was like, what the fuck? What kind of weird stereotype is this? Light skin? Uh-oh, here we go. No, I'm just that's weird. <laughs> weird flex? Okay. Because <laughs> usually, the stereotype is that it's always dark. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But you know, some dudes like to think that light skin or dark skin actually matters and how somebody will treat them, <laughs> which is absurd, of course. You like white women, don't you? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't see color. <laughs> That's what our our Caucasian <laughs> brothers say all the time. Hey, man, I'm, I'm not racist. That's what they also say. <laughs> <laughs> I got a white best friend. <laughs> I let four or five black people over my house each year. (laughs) Like, people really be saying that shit without, like, (laughs) without any irony. You tolerate black people, so that means that you can't hate black people. Yeah. But people are fucking weird. They are. So what you want to talk about? I don't know, man. I'm getting kind of nervous. That's why I ain't been talking. You I feel know. like I'm trying to trap you. Yes, I got to watch. That's what, what Terrell said. Terrell said, "Don't come on suburban podcasts because you be trying to trap you." And that is the truth. <laughs> I do not try to trap people. I'm just trying to invoke dialogue. No, man. You mess mess around. Got me on here saying some stuff. I can't take it back. Like what? See. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Whatever you want to say, my brother, you can say it. Hey, do you like white women? I like all guys. <laughs> you like all guys. <laughs> <laughs> hey, rewind that. <laughs> hey, you know she's going to speak fast. <laughs> Wait a minute. Bro, I'm still, I still don't know how to use this phone. Yeah, I, I can see you're struggling. Fuck you. Hey, come back to Android. Fuck no. You know how much money I'm going to have to spend on this phone to buy it? Oh, yeah. By the way, I'm, I'm, I switched to iPhone. One of my other segments I talk about it. I don't know if I'm going to include it. God damn. Who the fuck is that? Oh, wait. Never mind. So, listen. I bet she white. <laughs> <laughs> you remember her? Anyway. Told you she was white. Let me get off my... Uh, Hey, bro, what you trying to do? Hey, you like white women? I like all women. All lives matter now. <laughs> sure. Oh, so you don't think black lives matter, my brother? Sell see, our brothers on next Jerry Springer. See, now you're trying to bait me. <laughs> Maybe that is why we can't get guests up here. Uh, hey, Terrell said it. That's the truth. But I don't know. I don't know if I've ever. I don't know. One time I was smoking. This was back when I used to smoke. And we were over somebody's house. The vibes were cool. It was like a real hippie fucking place and shit. And then uh, this other white girl had, sm- had smoked it. And she had put her lip all over the fucking uh, blunt. <laughs> and this other girl before anything. She's like. Oh my god, don't nigger lip it. And I was like, oh fuck. Oh my. Yo, speaking of which, this is a good segue. Did you see the uh the old uh Chris Rock uh there was a video where Chris Rock was talking to Louis C. K. Ricky Gervais and Jerry Seinfeld? No, I didn't see it. Let me play that right quick. So right. how you feel about that? Okay. Um I've thought about this a lot. On one front, first, let me start first and foremost. Louis C.K. is full of shit. Fuck that motherfucker. Like, like, have you ever seen any of his stand-up? No. He has a bit where he says the word nigger. Mm-hmm. But in that bit, he's like, he was saying, don't say the N-word. Because it just makes me think of the word nigger. Yeah. If you're saying N-word, I think automatically nigger, mm-hmm. which is this deep philosophical thing. But within the realm of what he was saying, it was it was funny. But what he just said right there was just fucked up. Now, granted, this was seven years ago, and I saw this seven years ago. That's why I really didn't fuck with Louis C.K. Mm-hmm. The way I feel, secondly... I know what it's like to be that black person and either it's a rap song going or they rapping a song or they usually anytime I've heard a white person say nigga is never nigger even though it's the same fucking word but they're always saying it to another white person nobody no white person's ever called me a nigga messing me up <laughs> alright continue 
So, uh, it's very, it's always difficult to be in that situation. They look like and that's the other thing. People were acting like, no, he just let that slide. No, he looked like he yeah. was uncomfortable as hell. Yeah. I've been that person and I've made those looks and he was sipping that tea mm-hmm. like, yo, these motherfuckers got me fucked up. And then he really didn't have to say anything. Oh boy. He shit up for him. Jerome Seinfeld. Yes, Jerry uh, Seinfeld's name is Jerome. The most famous comedian of all time. Most successful one, at least. Yeah. uh, Jerry Seinfeld did what every actual white ally should do. Yeah. Like, call that shit out. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like Lucy K thought that shit was funny. Like, oh, it looks like you've never said nigger before. He's like, no, I haven't. Yeah. Like, you fucked up, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, he was like offended. Mm-hmm. And he he was low key surprised that Chris Rock was not as offended. I don't know if he didn't think Chris Rock was offended. I think so. But what can he do? Because he just- if you notice, like he said, this is the most black acting white man. Mm-hmm. He was trying to say he act like a nigga yeah. without saying it, and then Louis C.K.'s uh, proper uh, <laughs> pronunciation of this just enunciate nigger. You're saying I'm a nigger. It's like, bro, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, I mean, like you feel a little too comfortable. And then Ricky Gervais acted like a fucking dick. He just wanted to say nigger. He's like, but these two guys say nigger. <laughs> yeah. And Jerry Simon was like, but you just said it. <laughs> like, that's how, that is how you are. That's how you can be a successful ally. Yeah. But I know what it's like to be, like. Be outnumbered. Yeah. And you, the other thing is, you don't want to be that black guy who's mm-hmm. angry and be like, yo, y'all motherfuckers are tripping. Yep. Because you might find out just how many people are not around you, they're not with you. Yep. And that shit make you even more angry. And then that's when you get a charge. <laughs> so sometimes it's just you like, let me get the fuck out of here before I kill somebody. Yeah. And that's what most black people have experienced living in uh suburban America as a nice plug for <laughs> the podcast. Like that shit happened. No, bro. The worst time was that time we went to Auburn and we stayed at the Pike House. Oh man, it was. Them white boys were letting nigga fly every fucking where. Wait, which one? I think was this the same one where when you walked in, everybody was looking at us. Was that a different time? No, that was in Alabama. No, we remember we went to stay with uh, with Colton. I think it might have been our first trip. Yeah, because that's when they were younger in the frat. And then also, everybody was surprised that the black people were here with Colton. Like, oh, word? <laughs> like, I remember during that weekend, like, I was talking to all these dudes. And then one dude I kept talking to, and he was like, man, you know, you're the first black person I've ever actually talked to. I was like, what the fuck? Oh, wow. But if you think about it, that shit happens all the time. White yeah. and black people don't really hang out that much. Mm-hmm. We go to separate churches. We go to separate. Uh, we the only time most 
people interact with somebody of a different race at work. Yeah. And most times that's not by choice. That's just because he was fucking hired. I know every time I go riding with white people, they always ask me how I get into this. And I always wonder, like, are you asking because I'm black? Yes. Because you just know I'm a new rider. (laughs) (laughs) Which one? (laughs) But that's also part of it. That's what it's like. W.E.B. Du Bois used to talk about the double consciousness of black people being black while living in a white world. Mm -hmm. That's part of it. It's the the second guessing of why people are asking me these questions. (laughs) It's just like, uh, anytime I used to go to like a rock concert or something, or like when I go to, when I would get like uh, records or anything and I'm not getting the shit they think I should be getting. (laughs) Like, how'd you, how'd you like this band? (laughs) Because I grew up listening to this shit. Like, <laughs> like, I'm not a newbie on this. That's why I don't like, you know, when, like, a lot of people make a whole thing, like, when they walk up to, like, black kids wearing, like, an old rock t-shirt, but like, do you actually listen to the band? <laughs> Who the fuck gives a fuck? Why, why are you a gatekeeper? Who... Who knows? Maybe this kid does actually listen to Marilyn Manson. There are black people who listen to everything. There yeah. are black people who do everything under the sun. Like on one episode we were talking about because Markham listens, Travis's brother. Yeah. And he was talking about how there's an initiative in rock climbing. And uh, I can't remember the name of it. I think it's Colored or Crack. It's what? It's some kind of a rock climbing term. But it's a lot of, they're trying to get more black people interested in outdoor things. It's like, it's black people and it's black people that would be interested in that stuff. I mean, it's funny to be like, that's some white people shit. Like, most times it's like people just joking. Man, I like rock climbing. I went like two months ago, maybe three months ago. Where'd you go? To, uh, I think it's the Insanity Complex in Madison. Yo, I drive by that place all the time. That shit look dope as fuck. Like, the whole complex. Hey, it's straight. You know, they're building another one at, uh, where? Mid, mid, was it Midtown? Yeah, the rock climbing place. Yeah, it's supposed to be two. I think it's supposed to be a rock climbing and like accessory place, and then it's a rock climbing place. Hmm. But yeah, black people are interested in fucking everything. Like, how'd you like get with the people that you ride with now, though? I just met them at the riding place. And just start talking shop. In the parking lot. Just you riding, I ride, and let's ride together. <laughs> Like, that shit is dope. Like, the whole, like, camaraderie. When you get into, like, a subgenre or subculture, that is always interesting. Like, because then you're just talking shit and, like, just comparing notes and doing things. Like, that's kind of why I started getting into Reddit. Mm -hmm. Like, the podcasting Reddit and stuff. Like, people just sharing notes and stuff. There's so much information out there. And you can literally get into everything. Like yeah. one of the podcast directories we went we got into was uh uh pods in in color, so it's black podcasters, mm-hmm. and it's just comparing notes and sharing information because there's not like most times <laughs> when I really started getting into like podcasting, I would do like a search of 
black podcast, and it was always like the same, like ten. It would always be like the Reed, Combat Jack, uh, the Nod, uh, Black Guy Who Tips, like just stuff like that. What was the last one? The Black Guy Who Tips. That show is funny <laughs> as fuck. The name is funny. Like he's funny as hell. It's him and his wife. His name is Rod. <laughs> but he's like on Twitter and stuff. That dude mm. is funny as like he's the one that started the hashtag them thrones for Game of Thrones. <laughs> no, I ain't seen that. I'm not on Instagram, man. No, he started on Twitter. I'm not on Twitter either. Oh, you look at Reddit. <laughs> Twitter. <laughs> Which what? is the nerdiest shit in the fucking world. Black people Twitter? On Reddit. <laughs> on Reddit. I think it's a bunch of white people. Yep. It totally is. <laughs> and your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Sell our brothers on the next episode of Jerry Sprinter. Hey, Amen. But, um, yeah. But how long have you been riding now? Yeah, let me get personal, ain't we? Three years. <laughs> How did you get into it? Like, real shit? What, riding? Yeah. Like, I always wanted a sport bike, and then finally made enough money to buy me one. <laughs> that shit's always dope, too. When you finally got money to get some shit <laughs> yeah. that you really... Like, this shit that we talking about now, I was like, yeah, when I got this, like, yeah, I'm official. It's nice to have set up. <laughs> Bro, this ain't it's dope as I want to get it. Mm. Wait till I build a home studio. Gonna get some gold mics. <laughs> You know that you can get those for fairly cheaper. For real? Yeah, you can get like you could get a whole bunch of flashy ass shit for cheap. But I'm, I'm sure it's just like with like motorcycles and dirt bikes and shit. You can get some flashy ass shit that looks good, but ain't gonna <laughs> perform anywhere close to as good as like the mundane shit that looks like everybody else's shit. Yeah. But under the hood, that shit dope. <laughs> The worst part about when you get into a hobby is learning just from the mistakes and being like, yo, if I could go back and I had the money that I wasted in the beginning of this shit, like, I would have bought this thing first yeah. and said, fuck all this other shit. It's just like, we recording on this. I haven't even got my laptop out. I don't have to. All this shit saves you a fucking SD card. Hot tech stuff. I can stop, drop, open up shop. Even though it took a long time for us to get these mics on, because somebody didn't know what the fuck they were doing. Me. <laughs> but uh, you have like any goals as far as like with riding? I keep riding. That's it. Don't get injured. <laughs> <laughs> Don't. Have, have fun. Do you have any tips of anybody that does want to get into that? Like some shit that, like real talk, like real talk, you wish you had known before. I mean, basically with anything, save your money and get what you want the first time. Get the good stuff the first time. That's what uh, when Jason and were riding them Harleys. That's what one of the guys that was with them said. He said, "Yo, fuck all this other shit." He yeah. said, "Just get you a fucking if you ever want to get in riding, just get you a Harley. Get you what you want the first time. You won't have to keep." Upgrading, replacing, and doing all this shit. Yeah, but the hard thing is you don't know what you want. That's true. Definitely. Going into it, definitely. like I didn't know what the fuck I wanted. Mm-hmm. Like these microphones behind me, if I turn that shit on, you could hear 
<laughs> like they say, a mouse fart a mile away. <laughs> like you can hear conversations, real talk going on in this building right now. First of all, I want to know who says that. You can hear a mouse fart. I uh, I watch a lot of podcast uh, <laughs> podcasting videos on YouTube. They are mostly uh, Caucasians, <laughs> or as you so eloquently put it, uh, Yakubians. <laughs> Bird Box? Did I? I think everybody watched that. I, I didn't watch it. For real? No, I, I, I didn't. I was going to watch it because I thought I was going to be able to record with Kim yesterday. And I was going to like force myself to watch it, but she wasn't watching it. So I was going to be the only one to watch it, so I didn't. Hey, man. That surprised me. The biggest follower did not watch Bird Box. How am I the biggest follower? What? I'm not. How am I the biggest? What is one thing that I've been a follower of? Everything. I mean, <laughs> considering the fact that I started a podcast in 2018, which was the thing to do. I got an Android. You got an Android. Your brother got an iPhone. <laughs> you got an iPhone. I'm not the biggest follower because I had iPod starting in got my first iPod in 10th grade. So who did you see have an iPod that made you get an iPod? Travis Friend. <laughs> <laughs> see? No, but case closed. No, I wanted an iPod when I first saw him, but I didn't know I could actually afford an iPod until I saw another nigga with it. <laughs> That's what it is. It ain't about following a trend. It's about not knowing, oh, I can have that shit. Mm. It's just like what we were talking about like with any hobby. You always kind of want to get into something. It's just you never know this shit is attainable. Mm. Back to Bird Box. You got to watch that tonight. What would you rate it? I mean, the first half, probably like a 10. That's what somebody else said. They said it, the beginning of it is like the greatest movie hey, of all time. It was. And then you just let me down. You start realizing, like, man, there's a lot of flaws in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> and then it just leaves you with a bunch of questions at the end. Do you think it'll be like a series, like multiple episodes? I hope so. They, I, hey, I wish I could come up with man, Netflix out here, like changing the game for real. They are. Like, and then I saw that uh, Stranger Things season three is coming out, I think, in July. Well, Grownish starts back tomorrow. No, it starts back tonight. Oh, it's tonight? Yeah. I thought it was tomorrow, Thursday. I think it's tomorrow because I'm off on Wednesdays. It might be. No, it used to come on Wednesdays. I think it is tonight. I'm almost positive. I hope so. I love that show. And it, it seems like something that is like, at first, I thought I was like, I'll, I'll watch First Command Sense because I watch Blackish. But, yo, that shit is lit. Hey, 
I got into it too much. I know. <laughs> like, I, like, at the end, I was like, who is she going to choose? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Luca seems like the cool one. I don't, that nigga that played, uh, who? What, what's the, is it Superfly? Oh, yeah. Like, that, that dude, it's something about his character that I just, like, don't like that dude. <laughs> I thought the Cassius dude was cool. No, man, he broke her heart. <laughs> it does feel weird. It's like just watching like your little sister, like, damn Zoe, you going through it. <laughs> it's like, man, don't fall for these whack dudes. Man, what? Like when she was popping the pills, I was like, Oh God. Don't go through it, Zoe. Man. Her uh Hispanic friend is fine as fuck though. She is. And, and she's like our age in real life, so yeah. I feel completely comfortable saying that. What about that Yakubian though? What about her? You thought you think she's good looking? I think she's the worst one on the show. I think she's the best one. Nah, this, <laughs> the uh, sleeper is uh, Chloe. Who's that? Uh, her real name, you know, Hylian Chloe. This uh, track girls, the twins. Really? The thick one is thick as fuck. I don't know who that is. Oh. Not light skinned enough <laughs> for you, huh? Bro, I don't see color, man. <laughs> um, what other shows? See, I like Kim doesn't watch the, the shows that I watch, so I, I don't ever get a chance to talk to her about. I don't watch the shows you watch. <laughs> well, like what? Do you watch uh Link the Weapon? No. I heard that was good though. It is, but the first one's better. They got uh, the second one, but you know they kicked that dude off because yeah. he was wilding the fuck out. <laughs> That's why he was good. <laughs> but like, did you ever watch the Lead the Weapon movies? No. The way they describe him is kind of how, like, uh, Mel Gibson or the white guy's character was in the movie. Like he was suicidal and homicidal and just crazy as hell. See, so that was true to that. It's just. That guy apparently was that way off screen too. Mm. What other shows you watch? You re- Street Outlaws. You watch that? N- no. See, <laughs> Supergirl. That was the weirdest one. I didn't think you'd be a Supergirl fan, bro. That's my favorite. Cara Danvers. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why Supergirl is your favorite. You watch The Flash. I watched. I think the first season, I watched some of it. I haven't gone back. Like, I watched it, like, in real time. Mm. I uh, The girl who plays Iris is fine as hell, though. No, man. No. She, she all right. But her daughter, though? <laughs> Have you seen her daughter? No. Bro, look at my daughter right now. Daughter. Oh, she's older than us, but she plays like she's 19 or 20. Sketchy-ass shit. But she's older than Iris, though, in real life. Man, of course you think this girl's fine. <laughs> what do you mean? You know what the fuck I mean. Light, bright, damn near white. God damn, she 34? I told you. But uh, I also like The Good Place. Who? The Good Place. What is that about? It's about... uh. <laughs> It's always bad when you got to start off as, uh, like, if some, this is a window into somebody's soul when you tell them about the shows you watch. You're like, all right, so this lady dies, right? <laughs> <laughs> and 
and she wakes up and she thinks she's in a good place, meaning heaven. And as the story goes on, she realizes certain things. And then from there, the show just gets super weird. But she thinks she got into the good place by accident. And only her her friend Chidi know. Right. That sounds terrible, to be honest with you. It does, but I don't want to reveal the spoiler that happened in it. Are you still watching This Is Us? Oh, yeah. Can't wait for that shit to come back. That's so depressing. Bro, you got to let these tears flow. No, nah, I'm done with that show. When was the last episode you watched? I can't remember. I think... Did you watch the one where uh, Randall's biological father died? No, nah, I didn't get that Spoiler far. alert. I didn't get that far. Bro, that episode had a real nigga in tears. Bro, it's too sad, man. It's all sad, literally. I mean, it's not all sad. About 90% of it's sad. 99. Um... What else? Uh, I gotta catch up on Blackish. I've fallen off. That Black Lightning, bro. Hey, that show—it's been picking up these last few episodes now. I kind of gave up on that show nah, in the first bro. season. Like that shit is like Luke Cage without it being Luke Cage. Hey, get back with it. It's been—it it picked up. It got good. What else? Like there? that shit seemed a little preachy in the first. Like it's kind of hoteppy. Yeah. You know who that is, right? I can't remember, but that's the girl from uh, House of Pain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all those uh, Tyler Perry movies. You know, they, it came back on the House of Pain. Really? Yeah. I fucking hate Tyler Perry. It was terrible. It was terrible the first time. Nah, the first time was good. No, it wasn't. <laughs> yes, it was. Nah. Hey. And and then uh, do you watch Neighbors? With, uh, I have started watching that. Bro, I watched them all. It's good. It's really good. I, I was sleep on it. That show is better than I thought it was going to be. What about... Uh, what's the one? Marlon Wayans? The youngest that, one? That shit got canceled. It did? Yeah. It I straight. watched the first season of it. It's like, I don't know, man. It was straight. It was one of those things where I just felt obligated to watch. I liked it. Um, What else? I'm trying to think of black shows. Oh, uh, Atlanta season two is now on Hulu. Man, when is season three coming out? Bro, I think it's supposed to come out this year. But you know, that nigga Donald Glover busy as hell. He got to come out with an album. He's in the Lion King. Like, that dude's out here working. Hey, you got any food here? Why? Why would I ask for food? <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> I guess we can call it short. No, uh, we keep going. But you got no snacks or anything? No. For the guests? <laughs> no. Man. Don't come to Spurman Pocket. <laughs> hey, These niggas ain't got snacks or nothing. Um... Listen, any new music? You listen at 21 Savage yet? Hey, it go hard. Dude. A lot. That dude is spit. What do you think of the LeBron thing? Like where LeBron got in trouble for the uh, Jewish money thing? But, man, I guess, man. I guess you got to be PC. Nah, <laughs> bro. I, like, I feel like this is black people's one sore spot. 
Like, this is our one blind spot. We don't understand, like, anti-Semitism. Like, just how deep, like, anti-Jewish shit is. But, I mean, it went too. It's just a, a quote. But. All right. What if somebody was like, uh, <laughs> keep flipping these chickens on my nigga shit. Yeah, that live actually is dope Man, as fuck. What's wrong with that? Bars, nigga. You know nothing about that. That's a weird bar. Like, I got a but, sick mind. But this is racist, man. That's what, but that's how it sounds. It's just racist. Yeah. Like, was, I've only seen white people say this. Like, we're like don't Jew me. Yeah. That's, that's racist. That's yeah. anti-Semitism. I don't think LeBron... It was a, a mistake, but I don't think that LeBron is like some kind of an, not anti-Semite or anything. No, I know. But then again, he could be. I mean, I don't know the man. <laughs> man, say so you think LeBron's an anti-Semite? I ain't saying that. I'm just saying I don't know him, so I can't, can't put it past him. Do you really think that everybody's too, quote-unquote, PC? Or do you just think that people really don't know enough about other people to make the judgment call? Be like we know, saying like say the n word is racist, or calling a woman a bitch is fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Most of us know <laughs> that calling a woman a bitch is fucked up. I mean, I don't know. It's 2018. You can't say anything for real. It's 2019, nigga. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> <laughs> 2019. Well, I mean, you have the right to say whatever you want. It's it's just don't act like we can't come for you. That's why I was against that Kevin Hart shit. That was messed up. I mean, Kevin Hart, I mean, I know it was a joke, but let's just take this joke out of context. He said he would beat up his son if he was gay to try to make him not gay. How is that not offensive? But man, but he's a comedian though. Yeah, but being a comedian doesn't free you from being a dickhead. What about all these other comedians? Who was it that posted all the other stuff that was taken up for? I can't Nick remember. Cannon. First off, I will never ride for anything Nick Cannon's uh corny ass dude. Really? Even though Wildin' Out is still funny as fuck. It is, but they keep getting rid of people, man. It's cause those people keep he putting people on. Yes. Like on some like not even just talk about it, be about it. So, got anything else you want to say since you hungry and you want snacks? Mm. No, not really. You feel better about hearing your voice now? No, I hate my voice. <laughs> uh, you want any, uh, if any girls want to slide into your DMs, are you open? Yes. You got to shout out your, uh, do you have any social media profiles? Marquez at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> Write a uh, detailed email to get in touch with Marquez. Oh, All right. One of the things I've been uh, watching lately is um, Tales from the Tour Bus. It comes on uh, Cinemax and is created by Mike Judge. Uh, some of you may know who that is, but if you don't, 
He's the one that created Beavis and Butthead. He also did Office Space, the movie, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. And he created another great, well, two other great animated shows, uh, Daria and uh, King of the Hill. the stories of famous musicians who most of them are complete lunatics uh, they usually focused each episode on different genres um, like it's one about funk and it has uh, James Brown uh, Rick James uh, Bootsy Collins um, George Clinton and uh those episodes are crazy. Um, in the late 60s, there was a doctor known as Dr. Timothy Leary. He was a professor at Harvard. And he uh, became a big fan of LSD. And this is also around the summer of love and pretty much the, the stereotypical hippie stuff that we see when people reflect on the 60s. So Dr. Timothy Leary set up... Uh, testing at Harvard on the effects of LSD and so <laughs> they were performing in Boston and pretty much uh, a group of Harvard kids went up there like have you ever done LSD so the band was like well, what the fuck is LSD so they take them back to Harvard and they give them LSD and they monitor them for four hours <laughs> And George Clinton was in love with LSD from that moment on. So, he goes on to do all the amazing things he does in the 70s. By the end of the 70s, if you don't know much about uh, music in the 70s, um, there was a big backlash on disco music. And so people were saying, you know, disco sucks and they didn't want to hear anything like the music that had been mass produced for the last couple of years. So a lot of artists were affected by that. And so going into the eighties, um, parliament and Funkadelic were very much affected by that. They had to uh, cut their budgets and they weren't making the money that they were making before. So in the midst of all of this, George Clinton has he has said the effects of LSD are not working anymore so he starts doing crack <laughs> and on one of these crack binges he comes to the studio high as shit and he's convinced that the band is gonna make it without him and they are trying to make music without him so he rushes in the studio and he hears in his in his headphones but it's music playing also in so <laughs> being that George Clinton was high on crack he uh starts trying to just 
fit in with the music that's playing. And he's like, so, <laughs> so the dog that chases his tail will get dizzy. He's a happening dog. He's a rhythm dog, harmonic dog, house dog, strip dog. The dogs of the world unite. Nasty dog. And all of these other crazy shit that only somebody gonna crack with fucking say into a microphone. What George Clinton didn't realize was the music that was in the headphones was being rewinded. That's why he was hearing the <laughs> and so he leaves the studio high as shit. He comes back a couple days later. He's like, man, I just want to finish what I had. I don't even know what the fuck I did. And they're like, yo, we finished that. He's like, well, let me hear it back. They didn't change the music that much, but they made it fit around George Clinton's ramblings. And the song that came from that is Atomic Dog, which if you know is probably one of the most famous George Clinton songs ever. And it's also the theme music for uh, Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity. <laughs> so, this is George Clinton's last big number one hit. And it was a massive one. And it has been sampled numerous times by almost every rapper. George Clinton's catalog is among the most sampled music of all time right after James Brown almost every hip hop song has an element of either George Clinton or James Brown in it either it's a drum beat a bass line or something the craziest episodes of this are the stories about um country legend George Jones <laughs> George Jones was married to Tammy Wynette. If you don't know who George Jones is, he did the song. He stopped loving her today. He's one of the most famous country singers of all time. Tammy Wynette is also one of the most famous country singers of all time. Her uh, most famous song is Stand By Your Man. So, um... George Jones is a complete drunk. Like, <laughs> on one of the parts of the episode, he checks himself into rehab, and they do a IQ test. <laughs> and he asked the doctor, uh, what was his IQ? And the doctor says, 62. It was in Alabama. <laughs> the doctor says, uh, it's 62. If you don't know, under 80 is what they used to consider a word that we don't use anymore. But it starts with an R. Um, so, George Jones is not the sharpest tool in the shed. But on top of that, George Jones is a complete and utter drunk. The most famous story about George Jones is that he, uh, <laughs> one time he was so drunk 
that Tammy Wynette decided she ain't fooling with this shit. So she hid all the keys to all the cars. George Jones decides he's still about to go get some more uh, Evan Williams whiskey. Yes, even though George Jones was a millionaire, he drank Evan Williams whiskey, which tells you everything you need to know about George Jones. So George Jones decides that he's going to go and uh, get him some more Evan Williams. But he ain't got no keys to the car. At that moment, he realizes that he does have the key to the lawnmower. So George Jones gets in a lawnmower and drives the lawnmower, I believe, like 10 miles to get more alcohol. (laughs) In the meantime, his lawyer and Tammy Wynette pull up to him and Tammy Wynette is just cussing his ass out. He's like, you stupid son of a bitch, you're going to get yourself killed. George Jones is so drunk, he don't even notice. He get back to the house, and he knows he is in trouble. And he said, well, I'm about to go in this room, get myself drunk, and worry about it later. The best way that I guess I can describe this is, imagine if, I mean, if I was going to rate country music women, um, Dolly Parton would probably be Beyonce, but let's just go with this. They were the country version of Beyonce and Jay-Z. If Beyonce was a four-time divorced woman with four kids and Jay-Z was a complete alcoholic <laughs> who also did cocaine. The reason I bring that part up, because the funniest story of George Jones is that George Jones got so strung out on fucking coke (laughs) that he decided that he was going to, uh, he started developing, (laughs) this is not funny, but the story is funny. He develops multiple personalities to talk to himself. So, one of the personalities is what everybody calls the duck. The duck is a version of Donald Duck. (laughs) So, (laughs) So, you have George Jones, normal George Jones, who is very inebriated or high as shit. And that George Jones is talking to George Jones, the duck. And so he he would just be talking and then you just Donald Duck ass sounds. The other person that he came up with was the old man who was just a mumbling version of George Jones. So, <laughs> so <laughs> George Jones <laughs> would have to get between both personalities because they always argue. <laughs> <laughs> so, George 
Trash knows. We'll be getting fucked up. You gotta remember, he's doing this shit around other people. Like, George Jones is a superstar at this point. Acting crazy is all hell. So, one time, <laughs> he got so tired of the duck that on his tour bus, he got them to stop it. And then he kicked the duck off of the tour bus. Let a, <laughs> a couple miles later, he decides that he is going. He starts feeling sorry for the duck. So he tells the tour bus driver to turn around and go pick the duck back up. The duck isn't a real person. <laughs> and I think that's, that shouldn't be lost on anybody. George Jones is crazy as hell. <laughs> Another funny story about George Jones is... So, naturally, George Jones loses his wife, his family, and most of his friends. They just can't deal with it at this point. Like, this dude is a hot mess, is taking it lightly. So, one of his best friends, named uh, Peanut, decides to give his life to God. George Jones hates the fact that he just lost his homeboy. So he decides that he's going to uh, just start harassing Peanut. So he would just call the house and be like, is uh, <laughs> is little Jesus there? <laughs> and just talk to Peanut's wife and just talk mad cash shit about Peanut. And so, <laughs> like this goes on for a while. And so he calls one day, and I guess he talks to Peanut, and Peanut is like, yo, just meet me out here, and we can talk about it. So George Jones shows up, drunk as shit, and Peanut's like, George, what? why are you persecuting me like this? <laughs> and George Jones is <laughs> <it's> just like... <laughs> George is just like, y'all don't know what I have to deal with. And just pulls out a gun. So George Jones is in his car, holding a gun to Peanut, who's in his car. And so, you know, Peanut tries to talk him down. But George Jones... <laughs> George Jones decides that he's going to shoot Peanut and see if his God will stop him. <laughs> So, George Jones shoots a peanut and it just goes in the door of the car. And then he cocks it again. And he's like, well, I'll see you later, peanut. And just drives fucking off. So, he, so homeboy is just like, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> so, he goes to the sheriff's office. And he's like, yo, George Jones just tried to fucking kill me. <laughs> so, you know, they expect the car. They see the bullet and everything. And then uh, Peter knows the dude who's a DA in town. He's like, man, I can, I can press these charges. But <laughs> George faced up to 15 years in prison. 
That's attempted murder. <laughs> and Peter drops the charges. So George Jones just goes free. <laughs> when I told Wendy about that story, this is tell you how crazy this girl is. She was like, so he snitched on George Jones? the fuck bro you just missed the part where he tried to kill him and say that <laughs> to see if God would stop the bullet <laughs> and that leads me all to say it's something different about these superstars man they are on a different wave they <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with like it's that much talent it's just so, like, when I see this stuff about all this craziness that Kanye is saying, like, I'm just like, what the hell? Because another thing I've been doing is I've been listening to Dissect, which is a podcast that comes on, I believe, on Spotify and on Apple iTunes. Um, and then got Dissect's complete albums each season. Um first season he does I think it's the Pimple Butterfly the next one is Channel Orange Frank Ocean and I think the third season is My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy when you hear how this dude breaks it down you're just like God Kanye's a fucking genius but at the same time Kanye is a fucking psychopath like but seeing all these stories about all these famous musicians leads me to just know that that's just how some of these guys are. Not to excuse anything that Kanye has done. But I don't think Kanye ever pulled a gun on somebody to see if God would stop the bullet. What up? I want to say Happy New Year's to all of my uh, fellow Suburban Podcast listeners, um, subscribers. I hope everybody had a wonderful holiday. I hope that everything that you wanted for Christmas, Santa Claus, or Whoever the dude is who bring presents for Kwanzaa or whatever you celebrate for Christmas, I hope he bought you all the presents and gifts and whatever else you asked for this year. I hope everybody else had a wonderful time. Um, I am filling in a segment today. My boy Juice asked me to come hop on and and uh bother y'all for a few minutes um i know kim couldn't make it into uh this episode Uh, i don't know if she's gonna tell everybody or whatever but uh i just wanted to say uh get better kim you know we got love for you out here um usually i jump straight into the bullshit i go straight into some silliness but uh we gonna uh kind of start off on a serious note you know i know 
a lot of people might have had a great 2018. You know, some people might have uh, went into business for themselves. I know some people who did. Um, and, you know, congratulations to you guys. Uh, congratulations to the folks who got promotions or raises or whatever the case is. But, you know, 2018 might have not been so good to others. So, you know, sorry for that. Hold your head up, though. Uh, it went mostly good for me. But the worst thing that happened is, um, you know, I uh, have did a lot of wrong, did a lot of bad in my in my life in my short 29 years of living uh i haven't done everything great and by the books but the one thing i've done uh that i can perceive as the closest thing to being perfect is create another life that don't mean that i'm a great father or a perfect father or nothing like that because i i've did that wrong i think i've been a father wrong but there is no right answer to being a father there is no right answer to being a husband so you can't go to books and all that you just have to learn from experience learn through experience so um towards the end of the year uh around november uh me and my wife found out that she was pregnant and Super excited, super excited. I was waiting to share the news. She couldn't hold it. So her ass went to go tell a few people. But uh, I wanted to go to the doctor's appointment and confirm everything. Then, you know, let everybody know. Uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, though, uh, we found out that the baby was in a tube. And, you know, that sucks. So. Uh, to save my wife's life, they had to have emergency surgery and we weren't able to keep the baby. And, you know, that was the second time that had happened to us. So we uh, would should be expecting our fourth child now. But, uh, you know, it just didn't work out. It didn't work out. We've been trying to get over that, keep our heads held up. Um, and I don't want to say move on, but, uh, you know, just, just, just move forward with our lives, man. Um, so anybody who's, you know, looking forward to being a parent or was hopeful for being a parent or whatever the case may be, and it didn't work out, man, you know, don't give up, keep trying, you know, life goes on. If you already have kids, man, you got to be lucky that you are able to have them in your life uh, and try and be a better parent to them, man. And, you know, it all work out like it should. So that leads into the next thing, which I know everybody, well, not everybody, but most people make New Year's resolutions. You ain't going to follow through with the bullshit you know maybe about less than 10 percent of people actually uh go through with the goals that they set even if it's something small uh most people fall off within a month a week a day so uh 
you know, most women, and maybe some, and a lot of men too, I ain't just gonna single out the women, or uh, say, you know, I'm gonna lose some weight, and they'll say they're gonna lose weight and be pulling up through a drive-through right now. I'm gonna start tomorrow. I'm gonna start tomorrow. No, you ain't. You gonna fuck, you fucking up right now. Start today. Start right now. So, uh, let's set some realistic goals for our New Year's resolution, man. So, I'm going to just give y'all three quick ones that I think that I can achieve starting right now. So, uh, obviously, after what I just said, you know, the main number one thing is to have another child. That's my first if I don't do nothing else ever again, uh, I have all girls. I have three girls. I um, want a son, but I w- I wouldn't care. I, I if I had if I had ten daughters, I wouldn't care. But uh, you know, trying to have another child uh, is something that's really important to me, and that's something that. Uh, Hopefully, a lot of listeners, uh, if you want to be parents, hopefully this year is the year. And if you just had a a newborn, congratulations. Uh, My second thing was I want to read five books this year. Now, that's something I want to challenge everybody to do. I ain't going to challenge y'all to bust some more nuts to get somebody else pregnant. Uh, or to tell old boy to take the rub off so he can skeet in you so you can get pregnant. No, I'm going to challenge y'all to feed your brain this year. I read two books last year. Now, that might not seem significant because it ain't, but most people hadn't read a book since they was in elementary school. How do I know? Because I was one of them. I was one of them. I started reading or I started thirsting for knowledge um, maybe about three years ago. And, you know, getting on Instagram or whatever social media, Facebook or whatever the case is. I don't I don't have Snapchat, so I don't know if there's any deep people on Snapchat. But, you know, following all these conscious communities or, you know, whatever you want to learn knowledge about, you know, the. Uh, vegan communities and learning all that's great and you know being on social media and learning from them but you know don't just only let social media or YouTube be the only source in which you claim that you gain knowledge like the one thing I give Juice his props is even when we were young no matter what topic it was he always did his research. He always did his research. He was always big in the history. But if it wasn't something that he was just up on, he would not BS nobody and act like he knew everything. I know some niggas now who don't know shit about shit, but they think they know everything about everything. No matter what you talking about, they know they 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 know somebody who done did it better. They know somebody who done did more. They know somebody who done made more. No matter what you say, they got a story that can top everything. They story can top 
whatever your story is, they can take it two notches up. Right? So we're going to try and read five books this year. That's the goal me and my wife set. Maybe even more, but uh, I like to read books that I feel like help me personally, not just to say that, you know, I read a book this year. I like books that, you know, personally uh, align with what I'm I'm trying to achieve. So my first book is going to be something related to gardening. Um, I used to live when I was younger with my grandma. I lived with my grandma for the first eight years of my life. And, you know, she's older now. She'll be 90 years old this year. So she don't move around and do everything that she used to do, you know, 10 years ago. But, you know, all while I was growing up, she always used to uh, garden and plant flowers. And, you know, there's a big empty space behind her house that's just begging to be uh, to be gardening for something to grow there. So I want to get in there. I want to grow uh, some fruit, some vegetables. So I might be the watermelon plug here in a few years. Uh, for anybody who might be interested, who knows, but that'll be where I start at. Okay, the next thing that I want to do, and this is for all my sports lovers. This is more of a hobby. This is something I do pretty much every day. Lose my money on it. Sometimes I make money, whatever. But anybody else who's familiar with uh, daily fantasy sports, I'm trying to earn their badge to say that, you know, I am, I I, I don't want to say a pro, but I want to I wanna eventually move up to that rank of being a pro. But uh, I want to earn that badge, which essentially says that, you know, you've, uh, you done won, you know, X amount of tournaments and you done won so many thousands of dollars. So, you know, turning one of my hobbies into, you know, not only a source of income, but I'm just more so driven of, I want to see, you know, my name at the top, you know, not, not near the top, but at the top. So, uh, yeah, that's one of my little, one of my little goals for this year. So, you know, whatever, whatever y'all's, uh, goals or anybody listening, man, y'all start leaving comments when they post pictures and stuff on their Instagram page or I'm not, you know, let, let Juice and Kim know what some of y'all, uh, goals are this year. All right. This next segment, Juice wanted me to talk about, uh, uh, sports cause they, them, them niggas don't never talk about sports. But before I get on that though, Kim uh, I asked him a question last year about uh, would you rather have LeBron or Michael Jordan as a uh, a mentor to your kid? What did I say? Something like uh, asking them uh, who would you rather your son look up to, Michael Jordan or LeBron? And Kim said LeBron, Jane, watching LeBron play is cringeworthy. What's cringeworthy about watching LeBron play? What's crazy? What 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 does LeBron do for people to hate on him so much? I, and I mean, you, I ain't gonna get into that. You know who's the best? I know LeBron just made some comments or whatever, and 
I'm trying to like, I, I'm slowly trying to get off of sports so much because it's stupid the way people argue about it. Like, I, I, will, I will say this, though. The hate that LeBron receives, I'm starting to notice, is more so about the fact that when LeBron came in and, you know, I know we got a lot of white listeners and you may not feel like this, but your uh, white counterparts who are in the media and uh, on these uh, professional sports team, they feel like this. Um, LeBron came in and it is well documented that when Michael Jordan was playing, he got robbed, which is why the NBA gave him that big 30-some million contract one of his last years of playing because the NBA made tens of billions of dollars off that one person, and he got peanuts in return. Whereas LeBron, from day one, he put his friends and he assembled his team of guys who he said, I want them to come up, but I also feel like I won't get robbed. So he's turned that into a empire of not just sports, but in media. So LeBron's recent partnership with Bleacher Report, I think stuff like that, which... You know, some of these guys who work for newspapers and work for ESPN, which their numbers and ratings are dropping, like just falling. The bottom is falling out for them. And more and more of them get fired every year. Pretty soon, that guy that you talk so much shit about just because he was a young black man who who thought about retiring his first day on the job, which is something that everybody should do. Think about your end goal. What's your future goal the first day that you become a millionaire, the first day that you get that big check? So a lot of these guys will be trying to uh, get a job from LeBron, but you're talking shit about the guy, right? So I just went on a little tear there. So anyway, uh, forgive me for that, but... um, so I came up with a few things that we in general got wrong this year about sports. At least I know I did. So one of the things was Baker Mayfield is actually good. I could, when he was coming out, man, I was like, nah, nah I ain't, I'm telling you, man, he shouldn't be number one. He shouldn't be number one, blah, 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 blah. And I had all type of reasons for why and really what it boiled down to was because Big 12 conference quarterbacks usually don't work out. But, man, Baker Mayfield, man, my hat off to you, bro. I am a fan now. I'm a fan. So, one quick fact. From 2015 to 2017, which is three seasons, the Browns won um... Four games. The Browns won four games in three years, right? So Baker Mayfield comes in, right? And he didn't even start the whole season because I was also on the Tyrod Taylor train. Uh, Tyrod's going to turn it around and blah, blah, blah. And they're going to win five games this year with Tyrod. And 
you know, Baker Mayfield going to be a mistake, whatever. Okay, I was wrong. You know, Tyrod was straight garbage. This dude was dookie, straight boo-boo. But they won seven games in one year, which they hadn't done since it was 2014 or 13. They won seven games. But essentially, you won almost double the amount of games that you won this year alone than you had in the previous three years. So, you know, I was wrong about Baker Mayfield. Now, I was right about Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, everybody's still talking about, oh, can it last, can it last? The thing you have to remember now is Lamar Jackson is a bigger version of Michael Vick. There's only two people who we shouldn't consider scramblers. We shouldn't. Co- you consider Russell Wilson is a scrambler. Cam Newton is a scrambler. You know, Steve Young was a scrambler. Randall Cunningham, those guys. Fran Tarkenton for all the old white men out there. They were scramblers. But these two niggas here, Lamar Jackson, this is different. This is different. They when they run, look at look at that. There's no such thing as a as an angle taking a perfect angle against them because they're just faster than everybody. I remember, uh, who was the guy? Barry Switzer said had a comment about Deion Sanders, and he said Deion was so fast it was like he was judged by a different type of gravity than regular humans was judged by. That's what type of speed and quickness. Lamar Jackson has on the football field, and he got the same thing that Mike Vick has. It's just different. And when he falls, he has a little trick that I've noticed. You have to pay attention to it to kind of help absorb those blows. He's not just trying to truck people and all that. I'm just going to outrun you, and when you come, I'm going to dive straight on the ground. I'm going to do my little tuck move. So, you know, um, A quick fact about them is the Ravens haven't finished first in their division since they won the Super Bowl that year. They finished first this year, and it was only because, and they was in danger of being in last when Joe Flacco was in. They get Lamar Jackson in, only lose one game the rest of the year. So kudos to you, Lamar. Um, Georgia got smashed. For any dog fans out there, I, I mean, you, I mean, after all that talking and stuff about Notre Dame and Oklahoma shouldn't have made it, and you should have made it, nigga, you should have beat Texas. They didn't just beat y'all; they whooped y'all ass in prime time. Uh, another one, one of the last few that I'm gonna make before we get on to, uh to the silliness um the warriors are actually beatable the warriors are actually beatable for now we'll see when demarcus cousins come back i'm still saying that when he come back they gonna figure it out but they look beatable for now and uh the last thing that we got wrong in sports this year which i didn't even know we should even been questioning the biggest sports story that didn't get, that ain't made it to ESPN yet. Dwight Howard, goddammit. Who stuck a rod in Dwight Howard 
that damn big to where this man had to get booty surgery and can't even goddamn play no more. Dwight Howard talking about that he had a lower back injury, and I was I was sucking that up. I was like, yeah, Dwight Howard, when he come back, boy, the Wizards going to be all right. They going to be all right. This man, and he can't even play. <laughs> this nigga ain't played since last summer. All right. This will be uh, the last um, last few minutes of my segment, and I'll let y'all get back to your regularly scheduled programming. Um, I want to challenge my uh, the two hosts of this podcast this year. Uh, y'all got to get freakier, man, in 2019. Uh, we done been listening for almost a year and I want to congratulate y'all on almost making it a year. I hope y'all do something special for y'all one year anniversary of this podcast. But, you know, uh, the sex life just sounded kind of dry, man. So I want to challenge both of y'all to get freakier in 2019, man. Y'all need to, by the time the summer get here, y'all need to be having to make trips, surprise trips to the clinic. Uh, you know, Kim, I know she got really, 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 really high standards. Uh, and I, you know, she need a brother like Alexander O'Neill. She need an all true man. But my boy Juice, on the other hand, his standards are much lower, ladies. His standards are far much lower. So, uh, anybody who's uh, and Dyer needs about $80. I want you to inbox me because my boy just had a birthday a, 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 a couple weeks ago. And uh, I need to get him a birthday gift. And what better gift to start off this new year than what I'm proposing? So I want to thank y'all once again for uh, continuing to tune in to the Suburban Podcast. Uh, everybody, if you haven't subscribed or you haven't told any, put anybody else on, share it, man. Help this thing grow. Let's, let's quadruple the numbers. You know, let's quadruple the numbers this year. Right? We'll give a shout out to our two hosts, Dennis, Kimberly, you know, thank you guys for the entertainment every week. Again, man, y'all follow my advice. I want to see y'all get freaky deaky in 2019, baby. Everybody, have a good day. So thank you guys for tuning in today to Suburban Pod. If you would like to follow me on Twitter, you can find me at Kirby Brown Girl. You can find me at a kid named Chiefs. Some of our music today was provided by our good friend Corey Battle. You can follow him on SoundCloud at DJC Battle. New episodes available every Thursday. 